0: Hello and welcome to the First Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. We're glad you joined us this week. First Lutheran Church lives by the mission statement. Called by the Spirit, we serve Christ, sharing God's love with all. And we are glad to share this good news with you this week. We are able for our gospel acclamation. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Jesus commissions harvesters and laborers to go where he would go and do what he would do. Risking hardship and danger in exchange for the experience of great joy, they offer peace and healing as signs that the reign of God is near. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. "'Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me.'" The seventy returned with joy, saying, "'Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us.' He said to them, "'I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy.'" And Nothing will hurt you Nevertheless do not rejoice at this that the spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven This is the gospel of our Lord Invite you to be seated and invite the children up for a short message Boys, did you bring a noisy offering today? Okay, that's all right Come have a seat over here. I have a whole bunch of things to show you all. Have a seat on the pew pu- or on the on the steps there. Hello. Okay, I've got ooh, all sorts of things here. Now, I should put them up here so other people can maybe see them. Ooh, this is not safe. Okay. Can you all see what I have up here? Bibles, but they're all so different. Okay, well, this one has gold on the uh, paper, and there's pictures on the inside. And there aren't numbers like some of these. Now, this one isn't even made of paper. Do you all even know what this is? This is a CD. Yeah, this is something that can play music or Bible. play the Bible so you can listen to the Bible. Okay. Absolutely. It's not even a book, at least not one that you read with in that way. Oh, then I have this little one. And it's Bible. It's a real Bible. It is a real Bible and it's pretty but, 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 but it's for little kids. You think no, so? No, no. It's not for little kids. Now that's sad news. Why isn't it for little kids? Because that one. Charlie, that little one is for you too. What about this one? Is this a Bible? Yes. Yes, it's just. It's in code? It's in Hebrew. It looks like code. You read it this way, it does look like code. I guess, in a way, different languages are all different codes okay and then look at this one it's really big and heavy okay you think it's a grown-up look at this one this one has something fun on the front you think this is another bible okay how about this one it's not even been opened yet a brand new bible all these different types hold on you have one like that oh now how about this bible this is another Bible, but it was, but there are no numbers in it, or pictures. It's a, a, it's written. It's called the Message. It's also kind of different. All right, and then here's another, another book with uh, pictures and colors, but the pages aren't gold on the outside. All of these are different types of Bibles. And as I asked a hundred times at VBS, the Bible is a great big book of books that all talk about... A big book of books that talk about God. Each of these things... So, okay, so the Bible is a great big book of books that talk about God, right, kids? Now, all of these Bibles—I'm sorry, I'm going to take this back. (laughs) All of (laughs) these—hand me those for a second, okay? I'm loving that you're distracted by the Bibles, but hand these to me, okay? (laughs) Okay. All of these Bibles tell the same story, and all of the stories can be um, kind of— S- said with one sentence, with one verse, okay? And I want you to repeat after me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. We're going to practice. Can I hold? Actually, fine. Uh we're gonna practice saying that each week this month. And I want to teach you all it in a different way. And today I want to teach that verse to you in sign language. We're gonna learn that more and more over the next few weeks, but I want us to learn what that verse feels like and looks like and acts like in our world. We're gonna try with our hands, okay? So look at me. What it smells like? Sure. Tastes like, that's communion, children. Okay, Repeat, repeat after me with your hands and your eyes and your mouths. Do this. This is God. For God so loved. Here, how about you all stand up so you can show the congregation. Yes, that's fine. Okay, fine, that's fine. You can say, for God so loved. And then do two W's. The world. That he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. Okay? Now let's just say it again. And if you want to use your hands, that's great. I want you to use your mouths and hearts too, though. Okay? So let's say it. And we're going to say it slowly since we're learning it. But let's use our mouths and our hands if we can. Okay? Here we are, kiddos. Say it with me. For God so loved the world... That he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have eternal life. That's John three 16. We're going to talk about the Bible more and more each week, and we're going to remember that everything... Stands on the legs of that verse. Okay, so uh, let's say a prayer now. And uh, you all can pick a Bible to take back to your pews. And Lucas, you have one of those others in my office. If you want to read that one. Okay, you have it in your seat. You don't need to take that one. Okay, let's pray. Uh, let's uh, fold our hands, close our eyes, and put our minds and hearts on Christ. Okay, repeat after me. Good morning, God. You love the whole world. That includes me. Thank you and amen. All right, you can head back to your seats. wanted to start with a story from Vacation Bible School. Well, I want to start by saying that I had a wonderful time this last week. It was wonderfully busy and it was that holy chaos that they talk about with children ministry. And a special thanks also to John Hanna, who played the part of Dr. Nikolai Jury. He was the mad scientist who didn't know one little bit what he was doing, and it was it was a hoot <laughs> because we called him Doctor N Jury, and each day he'd have another Band-Aid, and it was a whole lot of fun. It was a great week, but Diane Ducat told me a story that I shared in the the uh, Friday E newsletter first glance, and I want to share it now in case you didn't read it. And the <clears throat> she was teaching. uh, the preschool class, so uh, the four-year-olds and uh, some five-year-olds, and uh, one of the kids, when they were out in the nave lounge, saw the prayer cross we have out there with some ribbons tied to it, and the little kid asked about what that was, and she said, it's a prayer cross, so that when we have prayers that we want to say to God, we we can tie them to the cross as a reminder that we give things to god. And the little kid said, "Well, I don't know how to tie a knot." And so Diane then tied a, a ribbon, a prayer for him. So he may not have known how to, but he know he he knew he wanted to. And that's just a, that is an expression of what vacation Bible school is. It's a a story of it's a time of us um, all different ages and um, faith stages working together and learning and and uh, uh, growing together, so thank you all who helped um, and thank you for sharing that story, Diane uh, <clears throat> so this uh, this uh, the news lately in uh, the United States has been full of momentous events seemingly Every week, you may be exhausted from the news, like I am. Like I am. We've had multiple mass shootings. There's an ongoing war in Ukraine, months and months now. There are these uh, hearings from the January 6th Insurrection Committee. There's uh, landmark decisions by our Supreme Court and gun safety legislation. And in the midst of all of that, we Americans are getting ready to celebrate the 4th of July. And we do so as a country divided by many things. And the disagreements have caused bitter divisions between friends and families and church communities. And our gospel reading today includes the often referenced or cited passage Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. And sometimes we tend to cling to that verse, and we lose sight of the true message of that whole reading. That we are to be bold in our witness that the kingdom of God has come near. And that is good news. So consider the 70 evangelists. Uh, in the gospel today. They were not a uniform bunch of people. They included Simon the Zealot, someone who, judging by his name, sought to overturn the Roman Empire. They included Levi, the tax collector, someone who collaborated with the Roman Empire for his own gain. They included the twins, James and John, who are recognized in Scripture as hot-headed sons of thunder the group included the skeptical thomas and that faithful but flawed peter different as they were the disciples were united in a common purpose a common call jesus said follow me and they left everything and followed him and this group of 70 is not uh, was far more than the 12 obviously the The text for this week speaks of 70 or even 72 others. Jesus sends them out to heal the sick and to preach the gospel that the kingdom of God has come near. These disciples go out as Jesus instructs them, and they come back with joy, having experienced the power of the name of Jesus. And they say, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. Jesus acknowledges their joy and then uses it as a teaching moment, saying to them, Do not rejoice at this that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. It sounds like a matter of identity. Do not rejoice because of the, do- the deeds that you can do, those deeds of power. Rejoice that God has called you by name. And claimed you. Identity, it seems, is not a given anymore, as it was to a large extent for previous generations. It's something now we construct for ourselves by how we dress, what news we watch, which Twitter feeds or podcasts we subscribe to, which Facebook or Instagram groups we belong to, what we buy, who we spend time with, and countless other choices that we make. But our texts this week can remind us of a louder truth, of our true identity, of who and whose we are. Our most basic identity does not consist in anything else, ethnicity or nationality, political party. Our most basic identity as children of God, as citizens of the kingdom of God, And disciples of Christ. We are rooted in Christ's love. We are commanded to love one another as Christ loves us and to bear one another's burdens, even and perhaps especially when we disagree about important issues. So in Scripture we read today, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And from Galatians, bear one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And in Galatians again, may I never boast of anything except the cross of Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. These texts teach us who we are. They teach us, these texts teach us that our most basic identity is not something we construct, or something we earn, or something born from whatever activities we do, but it is something that is given to us from outside of ourselves. We are citizens of the kingdom of God, disciples of Christ, bound to one another in love. Now, speaking of identity and vocation, we have a number in, of, of individuals in our congregation who are librarians, and uh, we ourselves have a very well-stocked church library. It's a beautiful place to go and sit and rest in the word. And if you've never been to our church library, I highly encourage you to visit. And our own public library here in Topeka is likewise a tremendous gift to our community. It's a gift to the community, something that is intended to be used by all people, no matter their age or socioeconomic status. And now it's been about a year since I last walked into the Topeka Public Library Um, though uh, there's lots of different ways to visit. You can also visit online. But when you walk into the library on 10th Street, uh, you'll find, like uh, you will with any library, a variety of different things. You'll see sections for fiction, periodicals, and computer labs. There's the children and youth section. There's books about government and relationship and science fiction and how-tos. So whenever you walk into our library, if you're looking for magazines, you go straight. If You need the books about how to do woodworking, you go up and to the left. If you need kids' books, you go to the right. It's right across from the bathroom. Smart design by the architects. But you can find your way in the library, one way or another. Depending on what section you're in in the library, you'll likely have different expectations or different things you're looking for. Well, opening up the Bible is like stepping into a library. It is a gift for all people, no matter their background or ability. There are different sections written with different people in mind during different time periods. In the Bible, you'll find genealogy and history and poetry, speeches and letters and law arguments meant to persuade us towards more faithful living. If you like war stories, You'll find those, too. And when you walk into a library, you'll very likely have a section in mind, or perhaps the section of the library you gravitate towards that you're most comfortable with or you're most interested in. And maybe there's a section in which you feel out of place. The same can be said about Scripture. So during the month of July... We are going to be stepping into the library of Scripture uh, together during worship. You'll notice throughout the pews are uh, Bibles scattered about. Uh, We're going to be opening those up each week. And uh, you may, of course, bring your own Bible. Uh, If you have a cell phone, a smartphone, you can even download a Bible on, onto your phone and access that. If you forget your Bible or your phone dies, there'll be Bibles here. Uh, you're also encouraged to take them home. That's what we as a church are called to do, to share the Word. So if you have a Bible or if you don't, feel free to take a Bible home. Now, I'll say that each week I will put little page uh, bookmarks on the sections of the Bible that we're going to be opening up to. And it's not going to be complicated. This is meant to be something that we as a congregation can do together, no matter our age or our ability. The scriptures are such a fundamental part of our faith. And so, like I said, this month, we're going to walk together through the library of scripture. And explore some of the different sections and discover some new things. embark on uh, areas that might be a little uncomfortable and so um, I invite you to join me during that during that time so i 'll say that next week we're going to open our Bibles to John three sixteen so if you have your Bible next week or if you have your phone you can go ahead and open it to John 3:16 next week or you'll find those bibles in the pews marked to that to that spot but cuz i think back to that story with diane and that little kid we all need help and we all can be in a place where we can offer help to one another because the scripture like a library is a large large thing that uh, few of us are ever going to be versed in every single section. And that's certainly okay and acceptable, but uh, I hope at the end of this month we can we can be reminded that throughout the whole of Scripture is a one unifying theme, and that's John three sixteen. So I invite you to recite with me Again, that verse, John 3, 16, and we're going to say it slowly for us as um, one of the things, again, you'll learn with children's ministry is in, congreg- in worship, we have a certain s- a tempo that we speak at, but with little people, they can't, and they're often left behind, and so we'll be saying these scriptures uh, slowly and deliberately for all of us to Contribute, to participate, and to let it sink in. So let us together read or recite John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, you call all sorts of people to be evangelists and and to study your word and to learn about you and to dive into into your midst in this world. We ask that you bless our congregation as we consider your holy scriptures and the the way, uh, the meaning that it holds for us in our daily lives. Give us bold confidence as we open up scripture and explore the wonderful mysteries that you have for us. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We pray that these words and message inspired you in your faith journey as you grow with God. We would love to see you at worship, either online via Facebook Live or in person at 1234 Southwest Fairlawn Road at 5 p.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sundays. God loves you, and so do we.